From New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its dream. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founder. (laughs) The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gab. All right. Good evening and welcome to Live from America Podcast from the Comedy Cellar, the number one comedy club in the world. It's a show where we talk about uh, politics, news, uh, Jews, everything. Else, <laughs> right? Of course, and we Fantasy have, football. and we are honored to have the return of Mr. Fred Kaplan. You want it down? Oh no, nothing. Never mind. I'm messing with the engineer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you want it up or down? It's, there's nothing coming. Is okay. the, it doesn't matter. I just. Don't know. <laughs> The legend is back in the house. The give, give him yours, Deepu. You're, you're, yes. you're creating your excessive expectations again. No, we love you. Why do Jews always complain, Hata? I don't know. <laughs> good, good idea. Uh, from Slate's War Stories, welcome back to the show, sir. Oh, always great to be here. And, of course, Stephen Calabria, uh, the producer of the show. Great welcome to be back. here. And Tony Darrow, comedian. Tony Darrow's back in New York City. <laughs> so just yeah. for, for the listeners, uh, you, you've been gone for like three weeks. You've been sick, Hot Tim. I've been sick. And you, you got sick in Mexico? Yeah. And, and no phone call from anybody from here. I didn't, nobody, I didn't you know you were sick. Nobody, nobody told me you were sick. Nobody I cared. Sick. I sent uh, you a couple texts. Yeah, by mistake. <laughs> it was actually no, 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 I'm dead. But did. you do, you still sound a little weak. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little, you know, I'm you still getting weak? it together. Yeah, I do. Are you working? But I would not miss uh, the episode with Fred Kaplan. You're not contagious Never. or anything. No, no, no. <laughs> that was that was my main concern because I work with kids, you know. Yeah. Um. So I want to make sure that uh, it's not contagious. All right. So, um, yeah. So while, so you, while you were laid up, you have a lot of time to read the news. Maybe maybe inform yourself a little better on things. Well, I was hoping you guys gonna do that for me, you know. But definitely, I want to talk about, uh, you know, thank the president uh, Trump. He's going to release the uh, JFK files, finally. Oh, oh so Tony Darrow's here, by the way. Oh, he said. Oh, okay. He's Sorry. He's scheduled Sorry. to be released okay. for quite I'm sick, a long but not time. that sick. Okay. okay. <clears throat> These Hold papers on. have been scheduled to be released for a long time. It's just a cool yeah. He could no, block I'm, it. If no, he I know. I'm just joking. That why are they know. encouraging him to he's block try, it? He's trying to take credit because, for it. Because, I mean, there, there's probably some... See, I, look, I mean, I, uh, I don't know how much you want to get into this. Uh, <clears throat> I, I am not a conspiracy freak on the Kennedy assassination to the contrary. But there's probably some stuff about the CIA that uh, the CIA feels uncomfortable about. You know, the fact, for example, you know, this isn't well known now, but, you know, they were keeping track on of Oswald because he had he had defected as a Marine to right, the to Soviet Russia, Union yeah. and then came back. Mm-hmm. Then there was a little trip to the to the embassy in Mexico, the Cuban embassy. There's some shady stuff, you know, and, and I'm sure that um, 
And the CIA at the time revealed none of this to the Warren Commission. Right. Uh, and Why? so there's probably memos because then it would get into a whole thing whether the CIA had something to whether Russia had something to do with it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there are memos about covering it up to the Warren Commission, which uh, would, would make them look bad. And, you know, you could say, well, that was the CIA a long time ago. But there, you know, there's always an institutional kind of uh, thing about well, That this. seems a pretty big thing, a presidential assassination to be hiding <clears throat> evidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was a big thing back then, yeah. Uh, but, again, I mean, I could, I could, we could have a special show about... Uh, about the myths about uh, Kennedy conspiracy theory. I don't know this if you is want to interesting to me. And I, don't, yeah. and, and I think it'll come out that Kennedy killed himself. It. He was depressed at the time. No, he I don't. I think the, the video evidence against that is rather overwhelming. Huh. I, I know that uh, the, the most recent kind of, def was it Bugliosi who wrote the book? Uh, uh, the big one. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, um, it's good stuff. Concluded with, I never read it, but based on the reviews, pretty con pretty convincingly that it was Oswald Ackerman. Oswald alone, yeah. yeah. You know, I'll, I'll just say one thing, because this is a great story. There was, you know, I, I got into this as a kid because I read these books. Like, you know, Mark Lane, Rush to Judgment, Oxford University Press. I figured, well, Jesus, I mean, it's a book. This has got to be true. This is amazing. So then a little later, I, I looked up the footnotes. It was my first experience with intellectual dishonesty because I looked up the footnotes, like a lot of them were from the hearings, and like, he was taking things so wildly out of context. I mean, sometimes tantamount to like leaving out the word not in the dot, dot, really? dot like that. Mm -hmm. And so then I started really getting into it. And it became pretty clear that Oswald was alone, except for one thing that continued to bother me. And it's a big feature of, of conspiracy theories. And that is the magic bullet, the single bullet theory. The idea, and you couldn't get out of it because the, the Zapruder film showed that the bullet that hit Kennedy and then hit Connolly couldn't have been two bullets right? from the same gun. It had to either be two guns or the same bullet. And they contracted the Warren Commission to the series. It was the same bullet. And they had this weird diagram showing the bullet going at an angle. And people said, oh, this is crap. And we now know that some people <clears throat> on the commission didn't buy it. But, uh, but, but here, but here I, and it always things, bothered though. me. It all, no, no, here's the thing. In 2003, ABC did a documentary on the Kennedy assassination. They found the car that Kennedy and Connolly were riding in. And the back seat where Kennedy was sitting was three inches higher than the front seat. And if you took that into account, then there was a straight line mm. from the sixth floor of the Texas Depository to Kennedy's neck to, to Connolly's wrist. Awkward. No need for a that's, magic that's bullet. Fantastic. Case closed. Well, Connolly still, he <laughs> never, he never, ever, you know, he always said, he always said, he always it, said and, it was two bullets. And Johnson said uh, in some interview that, oh, we were running a murder incorporated down in the Caribbean and nobody knew what he was talking about then. But, you know, we were trying to kill Castro. And I think that, you know, Bobby Kennedy was so depressed and distraught after his brother was killed. I think he felt guilty i think he may thought that maybe his he was he was engineering the uh the assassination plot against castro and cooperating with the mafia on it i think he thought that maybe it snapped back on snap back on well yeah. that's interesting because right after that was when he kind of ditched the he he said he stopped trying to be a fighter yes. uh caro caro talked about that right uh, he stopped trying to fight all these people and that's when he became the dovish yeah, uh, Bobby I, Kennedy I that we all know. I think there's something to that. Hmm. But hmm. back to this week.
No, that, that that that's related to this week. It is. And uh, I, yeah, do you, what I always wonder about it is why don't the presidents, when they get in there, like isn't that the first thing you'd want to know when you became president? Now you have they have access to whatever they want, yeah, right? They or they, you know, uh, Podesta, you know, who would have been Hillary's chief of staff? Yeah, he's a flying saucer nut. The first thing he was going to do if he <laughs> got into the White House was he wanted that report from you know Site Fifty One. Yeah. Is that true? Yes, it's that, absolutely so, true. So there's not, it's a bottomless pit, this Podesta guy. Because also he's in bed, he was doing business with Manafort, now it comes out mm. and the thing. And Wait, why is that a bad thing, though? Are you what? saying you wouldn't want to know if there were aliens if you suddenly want, became the chief out, of staff? I want to see the aliens. Wouldn't you want to see that Area 51 report? Yeah, I know, but I not, maybe not the first thing. I don't, I don't buy it either. <laughs> Which one is I don't want to know where I'm going to sleep I first. I mean, if somebody told me there was something <clears> interesting in it, I would want to see it. But I would imagine the government's not hiding aliens. I mean, and now, Mr. President, part seven of our briefing, we have to go to the basement. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, also, secure, since, since secure these area. things came out, you don't see too many people seeing flying saucers anymore. <laughs> Everybody's got a camera on them. All of a sudden, yeah, there's no UFO sighting. Well, you, know you know what the flying saucers were? They were highly classified secret Air Force, like, proto-stealth aircraft projects. That makes sense. And the Air Force investigated. Remember that all these reports in the 50s said, oh, well, this was swamp gas. I mean, it was complete horseshit. This couldn't be swamp gas. What does that even mean? But no, they were they were covering up these super top secret uh, aircraft projects, which were being built in the late 50s and early 60s, and some of them resembled saucers for, you know, radar reflection and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, they, they had an interest in, in covering it up because uh, they didn't want to say, well, it's actually... Uh, it's interesting our, our to planes. me that a guy who is as conspiratorially minded as Podesta to believe, you know, flying saucers in Area 51 didn't think to have a better password than password on his <laughs> Gmail account when everybody's warning him that the Russians are trying to hack him. Something inconsistent there, no? Oh, good, you got a good, good point there. I, I don't understand about UFOs. He was a compartmentalizer. Yes. <laughs> Why no one ever... There's, there's a million professional and amateur uh, astronomers... Uh, with telescopes pointed at the sky, how come they never have a picture of a UFO in uh, in space? It's always in Kansas or someplace. Well, it'd be too small. Here? It'd be too, too small to spot in Dummy. space. Oh, what are you talking about? We, <laughs> we're talking we, a million we, miles away. You're not going to yeah, see have, a, a. They have a Hubble telescope. What are you talking about? No, but your average person you in Kansas doesn't have it. Well, we have. But well, I mean, there's there's, it's there's like people in. The, the photographs are like they're three top. <laughs> you got to forgive my know? friend Tony. That's all right. Sometimes. Hold on a second. Wait a second. If you're in New York, they can see the Challenger coming back into the solar system. I'm coming back into the atmosphere. It's a lot closer so than a planet out It has to pass the <laughs> moon the at some point. Oh, for Christ's sake. You know in Star, you know, Star Trek, when they're going the by atmosphere. those stars, the stars are they're not really that small. They're, they're really, really that small. <laughs> you guys don't know what you're talking about. I don't think <laughs> any New Yorker. <laughs> I don't think any New Yorker would be st staring at the skies for hours. Well, no, we can't see stars here. Yeah. yeah, no, it's. Uh, but, can the, you know, the. the, uh, the the tendency to believe conspiracy theories among yeah. people right and left is quite interesting to me. What, what was it? Uh, Salinger was, uh, was the, the reporter, but he also worked for Kennedy, who believed Pierre Pierre Salinger. 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 that, that, yeah. no, Salinger, that. Yeah. that yeah. there was a conspiracy of those missiles that shot one of the... Uh, yeah, TWA flight, what was it, 888 oh, yeah. or whatever, the one oh, that went down over right. Long Island? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He Carter, led that. Jimmy Carter said he saw a flying saucer once, remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. there, there you well, you know, here's the thing about conspiracy did theories Did he say no, he saw a UFO? Yeah, it's true, you're right. You know, I saw a UFO. Did you? I saw the Hudson Valley sightings. Everybody was pulling over on the side of 87. Yeah. Well, there you to, go. And I don't know what it was. I'm not saying it was, a, I, didn't, I don't think it was a Martians, but. Was it a treetop level or was it three light years out there? What do you think? It was, it was, it was, it was about 
about somewhere between Jupiter and Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, the thing about conspiracy theories, that there's, something, there's something comforting about conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, it, it, it shows that, that there is something behind something. If you believe that Kennedy was killed by, you know, the CIA or oil men or whatever, it shows that, well, somebody's running things. You know, it's a dark, sinister force, but there is an order. If it's just some random guy. It's not guy, it's guys. We call them Jews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Lee Harvey Oswald. Right, <laughs> just some random guy they run shit. who happened to get a, a shot, that's kind of disturbing. If, if you think that, that, you know, there's an old saying that sometimes in history, big doors swing on small hinges. Okay, the killing of Kennedy was an enormous door, and Lee Harvey Oswald is a teeny tiny hinge. Yeah. And if you think that that's possible... That's a lot more disturbing like than thinking that, that, you know, the CIA is, mm. is running everything and going around killing people. Yeah, it's comforting that to That 9-11 yeah. was an inside job. That's, there's something comforting to that because, <clears throat> you know, otherwise it it's, it's, well, ran well, randomness, it's a free-for-all. Randomness is fried. Well, there's a difference, though, because with, uh, between 9-11 uh, and Kennedy, I mean, with Kennedy, they have conspiracy theories that, Logical, he was killed because of the mafia or the CIA or whatever. Yeah, but with 9 11, there's not one theory that has uh, oh, a motive. Was, a, a motive that oh, makes they say any that because there was to rationalize Bush going to war in Iraq, which of but, course, why didn't they make the 19 guys Iraqi? Yeah, of course, that doesn't exactly. make any sense. Yeah, yeah, the only, the only conspiracy theory I believe a little bit is uh, Princess Diana, I think. Yeah. yeah, because she was dating an Arab guy. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah that's. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't even know who she was. Princess. No, of course I know her. Princess. <laughs> if, he, if he wasn't dating an Arab, like, well, you know, there, the thing is, there are, there have been, and are conspiracies. Like what? Well, for example, I remember when Seymour Hirsch and the New York Times published the first articles that the CIA was involved in the coup in Chile. Everybody said, "Oh, well, Hirsch has gone too far now." And I had a friend who was like the Chilean desk officer in the State Department. He said, "Oh, this is bullshit. This didn't happen." Well, he just didn't know about it. It did happen. You know, there were a whole bunch you know, in the mid '70s. You know, the 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 Senate committee run by Frank Church was uncovering all kinds of stuff that the CIA had been doing in the well, 50s. What about Hirsch's last? Uh, that Bin Laden well, wasn't really shot. About Bin Laden. Well, let's not talk uh. about that. No, he's a <laughs> well, no but it, you know, is it possible that a guy who's uh, open to conspiracy theories, you know, paint, it happens to hit on a real conspiracy, it turns out it to be happens. true, it and happens. then the rest of his life he's peddling, you know, well, no, he conspiracies. Also, you know? uh, well, he uh, Abu Grabe, he that broke was that story, real. right? That was know? absolutely real. He, but that wasn't a conspiracy. No, no. Oh, but he came out with the story, broke the story. Yes, yeah. But when, you know, in some like for example, in in Russia, conspiracy theories are very are they're rife, and that's because the whole thousand year history of the country is a mass a series of massive conspiracies. Okay, so you know they they do exist, uh, which you know makes makes discounting them, you well, know, categorically, uh, going too far the other way. But yeah, most conspiracy theories, you know, posited as conspiracy theories are, you know, uh, pretty easily debunked. Okay, name one conspiracy theory that you believe in. That I believe in? Yeah. Well, I just said, I mean, it's, it, that, that, that has since been proved or that's still out no, there? No, no, that's still, still out there. Know. That's still out there. We still don't know. Trump-Russia collusion? Well, yeah. The dossier? Parts of the dossier are getting to look pretty damn good. And, uh, see, that that's the other thing. Any... 
Probably anything that Trump categorically denies. May I... <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder, well, why is he making such a fuss about this? Yeah, well, he's, uh, he's a piece of work, isn't he? But uh, I don't know. You want to talk about the dossier? I mean, well, how about today? Oh, if you want to talk about what happened today, where they uh, they signed the uh, they're going to let Amazon and these companies experiment with drone deliveries in in certain areas. You don't want to talk about the Trump dossier and Hillary Clinton paying the fusion GPS. What is that? I think it's too soon to talk about. Well, no, it isn't. You know why it isn't? What? This was revealed in Mother Jones yeah, well, a year what is, ago. What does that have to do with anything? I, I heard, a year ago. What does that have to do with anything? By David Cornyn has, A, for one thing, yeah, Trump is going to try to say, see, it's all bullshit, it's all Hillary campaign. Somebody on Fox was talking about this discredits the Hillary Clinton campaign. I mean, like she's still running for president or something? No. It, it didn't you know, start the, with the, her, the though. Mueller, exactly. The Mueller investigation has nothing to do with No, no. And it didn't start with it. It started with the Republicans during the convention. No, apparently um, the... The, when it, Not that it matters. No, I, I heard something, some detail about this today. I'm trying to remember it right. <clears throat> Apparently, the the original when the Republican donor paid for it, it was some sort of opposition research. Yeah. And then when the Democrat or when uh, when when the DNC or Hillary whoever took it over, it then focused on this Russia stuff. Oh, the the, the original donor had been paid for him to find out information about Trump's business dealings. Right. And then this was. And then the FBI about started getting interested. Yeah. But also, number one, yeah. it doesn't matter. If it's I think true. It, I, I think and it matters. Why? And number two, it's too soon to talk about it. That's the big thing. Is it too soon to talk about gun control? Really? Yeah. This is soon. not the too time soon. to talk if about it's too gun soon control. to talk about gun control, too soon to talk about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I, I think it matters because... Why? I think that the issue, the nonpartisan issue to Americans ought to be the integrity of our system. I mean, of course, if Trump is... An active Russian agent now, if he's if if, if he's beholden to Putin, if he's a mantra, then that has a different urgency to it. But beyond that, the overall integrity of the American democratic system and how and how how open are we to uh, injections of disinformation from the Russians? Well, it, unless yeah. Trump really was pissing all over, and this got all the way to the FBI, it might have actually. Uh, you, in, an, in an alternate situation, it could have cost Trump the presidency. So the just like you know, when you take a gun and shoot at somebody, when you hit them, you don't hit them. The, the, it still matters what was attempted you know, here. Have, I think you know. Well, again, what's wrong not, with what they did? I don't understand. Oh, well, I, having, I don't. I, by the way, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they did. And I, actually, Fred huh. and I had this argument uh, months ago. I think that if any journalist could go to Russia and meet with any Russian and find out something they claim they had a document about Hillary then the Trump campaign can go. And I think if Hillary thinks that she has a, a conduit to get dirt on Trump, she can hire but anybody this, she this wants. this is more than dirt. I mean, you know, this... But, but the bright line to me, it's got to be truthful. Right. I, I am not going to complain about any truthful fact which gets to my eyes about somebody running for president of the United States. Unless, unless even if they break the law, I might have some sympathy for it. Well, but I'm... if there's no law broken, I definitely don't. And that's why I thought the meeting between Don Jr., and uh, and uh, that lawyer, lawyer was, I mean, it didn't. It, the optics weren't good, but I always said. Well, and they I said, also initially said that it was about they discussed adoption. Well, yeah. So they so they <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, yeah. actually, there's been some corroboration that says. Well, let's let's presume that's no, it's no, a, no, 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 let, no, hold no, on, no. Hold on, let's presume that it's a lie. Let's presume it's a lie. Just like just like we know that. I mean, I've said many times that when a politician, when something comes out about any politician, left or right, they don't sit in a room and say. Okay, well, this is the truth, so go out there and tell them. They say, okay, what are we going to say? And just like Hillary went after the vast right-wing conspiracy when she knew that Monica Lewinsky was telling the truth. I mean, this is, this is just the way it's oh, I'm not sure she knew. And that she was before knew. Monica Lewinsky. She knew. 
No, yeah, just, that but, was well before Monica but, but, Lewinsky. And, and listen, we they don't all they don't all lie as much as each other. Like I was I was contrasting in my mind how different like Obama and McCain and what they would be capable of doing were to Trump and Hillary. But I actually think Hillary, big difference with Trump, just that she's much more sophisticated. Where Don Jr. will go and meet with the Russians, Hillary's people will know to not even bring her, hire somebody to then hire somebody to go meet with the Russians and get dirt. But the actual... Well, getting dirt is different from what was going on in this thing. But let, let me... let me. No, this, they, let, this looks like they made it up. No, but let's discuss two things that are indisputable. Okay. Okay, like, forget about, you know, theorizing. Yeah, yeah. Two things that are indisputable. Number one, Putin <clears throat> may be one of three leaders, the others being the king of Saudi Arabia and uh, the president and the prime minister of Israel, that about whom... Mother... About whom Trump... doing so good. <laughs> about whom Trump has me. never said a single critical thing. Yes. About anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Number two, Don Jr. did say in an interview some time ago that during a particular period when they couldn't get any money from New York banks, that they got a shitload of money loans from the Russians. Yes. Okay. So now those are two things and that there, are, in, a, are factual. One, zero, there's another factual thing. Two is enough, Tony. We, we know <laughs> that the no, rule of three in comedy, no, you know that. We, <laughs> we know that the Trump campaign, Kellyanne Conway and a bunch of other them, retweeted Russian troll yeah. uh, fake news. We know, now, whether they did wittingly or unwittingly, that's well, see, what we I, have to I find out. I was getting into I things that, that are, well, you can't do it yeah. unwittingly. You know, they, they knew what was going on. <laughs> no, I mean, that they knew that it was from a Russian troll farm. Yeah, but it, I, I mean, I'm avoiding all speculation by those two comments, which set a context, which yeah. which frame the way that I think you should look at everything else. So there, I mean, you don't have to be a conspiracy freak to think that the Russians have something on Trump here. What is it? You know, even like Lindsey Graham says, I'm just puzzled all the time What? why he has a blind spot on Russia. <laughs> I don't think it's a blind spot. You know, it's a spot. Uh, but uh, uh, so what were the two again that they never says anything bad about Putin and that they took loan they took you know he always says I don't have any investments in Russia ignoring the question of whether Russia has any money invested in him yeah. well as far as Putin goes I mean he did bomb Syria much 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 to the chagrin of Putin and Tillerson no, but they stayed away from any air bases where Russia had anything well, yeah it was one to, air base they have to do that but still <clears throat> well, I mean yeah. it wasn't exactly well, but, it was, but, so exactly, what's your point is what but, I'm saying. that he wasn't exactly being uh, and remember we, uh, we had a, a, wasn't showing obeisance to, to no to and Putin. we had a guest who said and, that the it, airport was empty yeah and Tillerson yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, in fact Syria bombed some targets from that air base the very next day yeah, yeah. I know about that but till and Tillerson went on TV and called Putin a liar it's Tillerson yeah so, so it wasn't like he called Putin a liar and Trump a moron. He's got about five days left. Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting point, and I and you're right. I mean, I, if you intend to make it, you're right. Is that in a normal administration, you would put the Secretary of State's words in the mouth of the president, Not but in this, this administration, you can't do in fact, that. Au contraire. Yeah. So I, I, you're, I get that. Well, I don't get that. But, I don't get that. But, what is Tillerson doing then? It's a good question. Who's he working for? That's a good question. He's denuding. He's denuding the entire, you know, the State Department budget is cut in third. There is right now, okay, right now with this the big crisis with wait, North for, Korea. Wait, before, can you just pause uh, on that? Just like, sure. So, 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 we'll get, don't hold that thought. I'll try. But I, but I, I would have to also bring up, now you don't want to, you don't know that 
we don't know the details, so we won't go into it. But like in this whole uranium thing that's coming up, also you have $145 million from the board of a company going in to the Clinton fund and then Bill Clinton the same week getting a speech for half a million dollars and the FBI was investigating it for four years and there's some informant. So you can create these pictures, I think, But it's well, it's, it's, it's well known that and that's Trump, a little more damning Trump had than good getting reason, loans. Putin had very good reasons either to see Trump win or to have Hillary win, but with such suspect legitimacy that American democracy and oh, alliances might fall apart. The question so. is whether whether Trump was in on it. Did they? Were the well, Russians? that's, well, that's, that's, that's not the, the only question. question. Why isn't that the top priority of the uh, um, the uh, of all three branches of government? Like what what's Congress what is reopening in investigations into the Clinton administration? Yeah, well, it, yeah. Mueller, I mean, and by the way, you do Mueller's know you do know if this if this thing in Niger had happened and Hillary was president. There'd be impeachment hearings going on right now. Yes. Oh yeah, where's the uh, yeah. Uh, where's the Benghazi outrage over? Yeah, Nigeria? well, I you know, you can't get me on that one because I never I never defended the Benghazi witch hunt. I always said that nobody can expect. I wasn't going after you, no. Expect like the president you. to be aware of of every hot spot and every American soldier all over. The, uh, I, mean, I mean, if you're going to make the case that. But Trump, how, did you see Trump today? Said, well, you know, I, I had nothing to do with that. It was the, it was the generals. generals. Yeah. So if things are bad, oh, I had nothing to do with it. If if we had really gotten something out of that, I did this. Yeah. You okay. know? They all, they, He's not I, responsible. No, that's not true. That all presidents declaim responsibility I, I for things that go they bad. They do it with the economy. They do it with the economy. They always take credit for the economy. Well, and you have a point, but not for like life and death stuff. You know, they take uh, most presidents. If, if they sent some guys in and they got killed, they they say this well, is just, on I, me. Okay, they this, but this is what I think, this is what I think the rational take on that is. Okay. Trump is full of shit when he takes credit for something he doesn't have right to take credit for, and he's to. full of shit. Yeah. Uh, but but I I don't think in any reasonable planet i can hold trump responsible no, for what I, happened I'm, in his share no i, I agree with people, you so, i agree you know so no, i agree okay. and 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 as we said and i think he does get some credit for letting out the stops against isis maybe as you you wrote to me that you thought maybe the same thing would happen five months later or or, or maybe mm -hmm. not but he does actually deserve some credit for that that is not supporting the donald trump to say that he might have made one call if somebody says i think you should do this mr president he says okay and it turns out well, and you know, no, we, it's why, that, why, why can't we give be, him that? That's you know? still to be determined. I know, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as I say, yeah. it's like my mantra lately. No, you can't be dogmatic one way or the other. Yeah. When someone is hated, they never get a fair shake. I've been saying it over and over, and I see it all the time. And this is, and but once you know that, you kind of be mindful of that. Say, well, this guy is so hated by everybody reporting, everybody writing about him. Is it possible he's getting a fair shake? I would tell you, it's not possible. It is not possible to be covered by a group of people who hate you that much. They and, don't and, cover and him. On the they, edges, they don't cover not him. Not they just show him. They don't have to cover him. They just show You're him talking. talking. About, you, you mean that the quote media doesn't can't give him a fair media, shake? Media, Democrats, and anybody who's right, anybody who's writing crooked. I mean, they, they, they hate him so much. They don't want to give him. They will. They will find a way to no, not. There, there have been stories in, in the Times and the Post about uh, you know, does you know question does how much does trump should trump be credited for the rapid unraveling of isis and the 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 conclusion seems to be yeah 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 that's it's there i mean basically what he did i, I mean it is true that when obama he, what he, what he is doing is basically an acceleration and intensification of what obama was already doing i mean it's crazy to say he's done more in nine months than obama did in eight years for one thing isis has only been around for three years but 
things were happening. Mosul fell pretty much on schedule. Uh, but uh, it is true that what that Obama kind of the White House kept the control on what kinds of targets can be hit, what can't be hit, how much confidence you have, like a percentage that this bomb will not kill civilians, and what what threshold you need to reach before you can go ahead and bomb anyway. Basically, Trump came in and he says, "You guys out there, do whatever you think you need to do," and. I think it's it's probably the case. I mean, I've talked with some senior officers about this who have no, you know, they have no stake in this. Yeah, one way or the other. They say, yeah, it probably, um, probably pushed it up by at least a few months. It was going to get there eventually, but it would have been longer. And now the other part of this, though, and this isn't taking, this isn't a condemnation of, of Trump because I was saying the same thing about Obama. What now? It, it, something like ISIS is going to come back if you don't have a political settlement in the Middle East, if you don't have uh, some kind of arrangement where you decide about resource sharing, oil sharing. I mean, look at what's going on in, with, with the Kurds. I mean, the most easily predicted thing that was going to happen after ISIS was defeating was that the Iraqi army and the Kurds would get into some fight over Kirkuk. We did nothing to prepare this. We're doing nothing now. You know, an, another administration, because, you know, we have common interests with both. We don't want there to be a civil war between the Kurds, who have been our most productive ally in, in counterterrorism in the region, and the Iraqi government, which we're formally supporting. And the Turkish, so you, you, you the have, Turkish government. Yeah, you have, you have uh, that's what shuttle diplomacy used to be about. But, but the point that I was supposed to put on hold and that I've now just remembered is that... <laughs> We have we have all these crises, right? There is no assistant secretary of defense or assistant secretary of state for Middle Eastern affairs or for Pacific and Northeast Northeast Asian affairs. There is nobody except maybe two people on the NSC staff who know anything about Asia. Nothing about Asia. What's Killers? to know? There's plenty to know. <laughs> to know. It's next to Europe. That's all you got <laughs> to know. To know how to deal with North Korea or whether it's possible well, to deal with North Korea. <laughs> well, there are people who know that. They did it. Yeah. But the people there now know nothing about the history of relationships. That's if there is kids. actually anybody in those positions. Now, there isn't. They're, now, they're Tillerson... acting people who, who are kind of leftovers from not just the Obama administration because those people have all left. They're from like way down in the bureaucracy and some of them do know something but, oh, the, the but they don't state. have any but they don't have any clout so what's happening i mean tillerson mcmaster uh, yeah, uh mattis they they, they, they don't know anything about asia no they think it's okay to not have these positions filled or are, are they pressuring to have these positions filled and the president just saying it's a no? combination it's a combination i know for a fact that there have been some people that tillerson and mattis have put up for senior levels like this and they go to the White House, because these are all presidential appointees. Right. They go to the White House, and I'm serious, this happened in a couple cases where I know, where they are asked, did you vote for Trump in the election? And he wow. says, no, and that's it. It's a disqualifying statement. Really? Yeah. So you don't, you don't give any credence to Trump's uh, defense that, oh, there's so much bloated... The, 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 the federal government is so bloated that if I don't fill these positions, then that means that the people who are in the positions are just going to work that much harder. No, because the, the guy, there's nobody who's tasked who to, here, 
go to Asia and talk with your friend, the foreign minister in Japan and South Korea, because they don't know the foreign minister in Japan and South Korea. They don't know the they don't know the history. They don't know the issues. No, I guarantee you that nobody uh, of of any rank in the government knows anything about the true nature of the agreed framework that Clinton okay. signed. But, uh, with I'm Kim just trying to. I'm really trying to understand. Part of it is the dismantle. You're right. Part of it is. Remember what Bannon called the the dismantlement of the permanent. What do you call it? The dismantlement. The deep state. The, no, he didn't the call it the deep, deep state. state. The dismantlement of the uh, something state. Anyway, the administrative mm, state. Yeah. He Trump thinks that by getting rid of all these other positions, he's concentrating power in the White House. Doesn't have to share it with all these other guys. Problem is, if you want. The way to centralize power is to put your people in those positions, people who will be reporting to you and who are expert, but who will also be carrying out your broad policy. But he has nobody in these places now. So it does this a is a serious problem. Can I, I kind of says one question, yeah. but all these guys, Mattis, uh, Tillerson, Master, uh, Kelly, uh, they, uh, they all make, are they, are they, are they all Pence guys? I mean, no, what, no, uh, none of them are Pence guys. Well, where, where did... Where did a uh, Trump obviously doesn't? Well, Trump Trump was under the mistaken impression because he he read someplace that Mattis's nickname was Mattis's nickname was Mad Dog, uh, yeah. which a is not even true. It's not true that the media <laughs> called him that. I, well, I know, I've talked with Marine. Nobody knows where this came from. Chaos was his code name. It's true, his radio code name. But he didn't know that this is a guy with a library of 7,000 volumes and that when he was a soldier in Iraq, he carried around Marcus Aurelius's meditations in his rucksack. I mean, this was a smart, strategic guy. I don't think he would have picked him if he'd known I think he's just trying to get laid. He's <laughs> 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 in the Starbucks. Oh, uh, Marcus you know, Aurelius. Bad, bad. <laughs> oh, bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate you for killing my family anymore. You're so deep. You're more than that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Fred. I'm sorry. But that's, that's, anyway. So, but uh, Tillerson, I mean, he wasn't pleased with any of his candidates for Secretary of State, and Bob Gates, probably to his regret now, to both of their regrets, said, "Oh, talk to my friend Tillerson," and they had a nice chat. And he ran Exxon Mobil, and he figured, "Well, this is my kind of guy." Not realizing that's it. That's it. That's it. Not realizing that. Just because you're the head of a of a successful business doesn't mean that you necessarily know how to go negotiate with uh, the 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 leaders of China or the Middle East or anyplace else. But even and McMaster, even be... McMaster was a similar you know his first choice for national uh, security advisor. From? Well, McMaster, whom I, he hasn't talked with me lately, but I've I've known yeah. for years. He was probably one of the smartest officers in the army. And the irony is, I mean, a man of of incredible integrity. He wrote. His PhD dissertation, which came into a book titled, when he was a major, called Dereliction of Duty, which basically indicted the Joint Chiefs of Staff for not telling truth to power to the president during the Vietnam War. Uh, well, that won't happen again. No, it won't happen again. <laughs> and also, he was a brilliant uh, unit commander in, a, in both Iraq wars. And where did he come from? Who, who picked him? No, uh, Trump. Trump picked him no, on the on the advice from? on the advice of Mattis. I, I'm, I've been told, but he was in the army. He was. A, he was a, I mean, he was a kind of guy who was never going to get above colonel because the it's, the conventional army hated him. And it was a special promotion board that Petraeus was was called back from the services to chair for the sole purpose, pretty much, of promoting 
McMaster to uh, some people even called it the HR McMaster promotion board. So he's a smart guy, but he's never worked in Washington. He's never worked on policy at all. Really? Ever. That, like the president. <laughs> he's never the, worked on that. No, that's either. true, but you need a guy like this. But, uh, you know, I think, I think on, on many issues, he's, he's in over his head as well. Really? Okay, but I just want to yeah. ask one question. It's hard for me to believe that with nuclear war in the balance, that somebody has not said, Mr. President, we need to fill, not all the positions, we need to fill this position, this, this, this Asian position. You'd I, think. And I, and I just find it hard to believe well, this, this could, is one of these, that he's like, no, I'm not filling it. This is one of these uh, pure factual things. The, the fact is, for whatever reason, they are not filled. He has right. not even nominated anybody. It's not just that, oh, the Senate is taking a long time confirming him. He hasn't nominated any of these people. He's not nominated an ambassador to South Korea. Remember when he came in, he goes, I'm getting, I'm firing all the ambassadors. He's filled some of them uh, and with, you know, a mixed, a mixed group of people, as ambassadors tend to be. Some of it's political payoff. Some, you know, it happens all the time. But these positions, there is nobody even nominated. But you know so, what? But then he tweets about how the Democrats are holding up all these. Yeah, but, uh, but see, yeah. I, he tweeted that a few months ago. It's a little late now. He still I mean, keeps tweeting. But his his followers, his thirty two percent or whatever they are now, that's yeah. all they see. Yeah, well, maybe so. But but uh, the Senate Foreign Relations. By the way, who is going to confirm any of these people? Corker. These Corker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is is it fair to say that the biggest blunder uh, in the last fifty years, whatever, was fifty? Whatever. I'm just, whatever. Okay. Was, was to invade Iraq. That and the big second one. biggest blunder was to pull out of Iraq. Well, no. Let's, 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 Can I ask let's, the expert, let's... please? <laughs> there are no experts on Iraq. One thing about Tony is you never have to find out what he thinks. You, I, I, I can... <laughs> well, there are, two, there, there are two things. First of all, I mean, the, the invasion of Iraq was a massive strategic blunder, no question, based on... I mean, I don't think... I think that this is one of these things, you know, that there was a, there was a great New York newspaper columnist now deceased named Murray Kempton who once was covering a mafia trial and he comes out of the trial the courtroom and he goes boy they're they're trying to frame a guilty man in there <laughs> so basically it was the same thing with Saddam Hussein I think these guys in the Bush administration really believed that Saddam had to have weapons of mass destruction all the intelligence went otherwise. They said, ah, CIA sucks. They don't know what they're to look for. And so I think they really believed that it was... I've told my lefty friends who are conspiracy theorists that, look, if, if they made up the whole thing, they, they would have sent in some special forces to plant some nuclear right. weapons. You said you know? the same thing. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> so, but, yeah, strategic blunder, huge. That's what set everything going with Iranian expansion in the region, with the breakup of... You know, with the, with the sectarian battles that happened afterwards, which they had no idea what were coming. They didn't even know there were sects. But in terms of pulling out, you have to keep something in mind. When Trump was still president, and, you know, every nation where we have troops in the country, we sign something called a SOFA, a Status, a, of, status of Forces Agreement. And it lays out the terms under which the troops are there. And one of the terms is always... You know, if somebody accidentally kills your uncle, he's not going to get thrown in jail for this, you know? So, it's coming up for renewal. And uh, Maliki, the prime minister of Iraq, doesn't want, no, and no political entity or party in Iraq wants to sign this. 
And so the deal is they will sign it only if the SOFO, which was signed at the end of 2008, Bush was still in power, said that all U.S. forces, not just combat forces, but all U.S. forces will no longer be in Iraqi land, air, sea, any place by the end of 2011. They'll all be out. So yeah, Obama pulled them out, but that was part of the Bush. They'd lost all leverage when Bush signed that. Okay, but Fred, but you, I mean. Now, why uh, are they there now? Because it only had a three-year duration. Wait, but but you're aware, like I am, if not more aware, of all the people within the Obama White House who have written that Obama didn't want to renegotiate that divorce, that he, well, that it was, that that's he just let it go. He, P- Panetta, and, and they were critical of him. Pan- well, Panetta Petraeus, was gone by Panetta, then. Panetta was P- gone by then. And Petraeus, but Panetta wrote about it. Yeah, but you know. Here, not, but, not partisan critiques. But he are, sent, I, he sent. He didn't there's try. This, there's this, well, that's not true. No, he did try. He, he tried to get, he wanted them to vote on it. And if the well, Iraqi parliament voted for it, he would have left troops No, but there. look, I will say this. He wasn't enthusiastic about it. I mean, he had been, maybe he could have gotten something. But Brett McGurk, who has been the Iraqi emissary for the U.S. government in George W. Bush, uh, Obama, and now Trump administration. He's still there. He was sent by Obama to see if something could be worked out. Now, did they try very hard? Probably not. You said, you said kind of mm-hmm. under your breath, you said if he had tried, maybe they would I don't work know. something out. Well, you once asked me, you know, if McCain was president, would it have happened? You know, he might have sold a lot of but, something to them to but make he, it so. If, if he wanted to if he known what a terrible danger it was going to be to pull out i don't know then we he should have really at been one point, fighting hard at one to point stay. we had a hundred more than a hundred thousand troops in iraq and and could barely quell an insurgency but but even the, under but even under quelled. those circumstances we're talking about a residual force of nobody was talking about more than Ten five thousand. or seven thousand could we really have, have done anything about this? That's something I don't understand. Like, plus, I, I have no and sense And plus, they that. would have been fighting the Shia. They'd have been so, they'd have said, wait, do you leave those troops yeah, there? The meantime, they could have fought uh, ISIS. Yeah, and, and Maliki was still suppressing the, the Sunnis, which is where the, the, the groundswell of support for ISIS lay. So, again, I don't know. This is uh, you know, <clears throat> one I, of these d- debates of history which will never be settled. I'm just saying that it can't all be placed in Obama's lap. No, That's my my answer but, to that was my answer to that not knowing enough about like how many troops you actually need in order to accomplish which is they don't seem to know that very well either but is that a tripwire of American mm-hmm. forces <clears throat> is a big deterrent to a lot of things. Now that number of American forces may not be able to handle whatever happens if they choose to cross that tripwire whatever it is but just the fact that there's five or seven thousand American troops somewhere make everybody makes everybody think twice that we're, about or, what they will or, or that won't there's do. Somebody that, really, or that, that happened during the invasion of Iraq. Well, or that there's somebody there putting the clamp on Maliki, saying you've got to let in this deputy minister, this Sunni has to be in charge. He has to be the minister of oil or whatever, you know. Yeah, or you, uh, or you can't start. You can't start torturing people. You know, it's, whatever. I, 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 it's th- possible. It's possible. It's not I, all I was saying, and this is all. Well, it's also I'm possible saying, that if it's not clear cut. It's, it's also possible clear-cut. that if a different administration had invaded Iraq, they might have done it much better. This is possible. I mean, a crucial thing about the Iraq invasion, and you know, this is still. It's nobody really quite knows where this document came from. You remember Jerry Bremer, who was kind of the proconsul. <clears throat> as soon as Saddam leaves, he issues two directives. One is that. If you're a member of the Sunni of the of the Sunni party, the Bath Party, the Bath Party, right? Thank you. You're out. You know you can't have any power. 
and the Got military and the military is completely disbanded. A week before this paper came out, there were two NSC meetings with Bush in attendance, which looked at the issue, okay, what do we do about the Ba'ath Party and what do we do about the military? And what they decided was, uh, okay, like the senior 5%, they're out. You know, the Republican guards, the guys around Saddam, they're out. But everybody else, you know, we can be rehabilitated. They'll take a loyalty oath. That was, that was pushed out. And I think it, it originated from Cheney's office. Uh, but there's never been any proof of, of where this came from. But that may have been a critical thing. If you had been able <clears throat> to maintain the military as a, as a, as a socially stabilizing force that, was, that consisted of, of multi-ethnic, you know, even within existing divisions, there were Sunnis and Shiites working together, not Kurds so much, but Sunnis and Shiites. Uh, and if you'd been able to have the Ba'ath Party, the reformed Ba'ath Party, as as a legitimate entity, uh, it might have gone. the 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 uh, there might not have been an insurgency. It's quite right. I mean, they had a they had a year of pretty this much. One peaceful. of the things I really admire about Fred, by the way, what? is that that he's always ready to think flexibly and and uh, <laughs> no, no, really. You, I, no, he says that a lot, actually. No, no, I, I mean, I, I you know, I. I uh, what are you saying, now? <laughs> Compared to, well, it's, it's kind of what I made fun of. It's like. You know, Not sexually, he, he'll have his point of view, but I can ask him a question in a different way. And he says, <clears throat> he'll say, no, actually, you, you do have a point there. And he's not, not giving up his point, but he'll, he'll go. Entertain he'll, it. he'll entertain it along the lines that I asked the question. Right. Well, I do like coming to the club, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where, whereas you cannot. <laughs> Why does it attack well, on me all You and, and most people I know. anti Can't bear to, to ever concede any <laughs> point because to you it's a slippery slope that, I'm gonna, that you're going to have to admit that <laughs> no, it was good to evade Iraq or something. Nick, you know? give an example. But I just want to ask one question. <laughs> but here's the thing about the sofa. It's like um, it it was set up by December of 2011. So if Obama had left troops in there, he would have been running again. Uh, and they would have said, "What about you? Promised to take the troops out and still in there." Well, no. Here's, uh, well, the the sofa was signed by Bush Bush in 2008. I know. I understand that for 2011. No, they, what, that was a weird. That was a weird. That was a weird thing to sign. Well, no, it, it was up for renewal. If, if if he hadn't signed it, then all troops would have to be out anyway. If but there's did, no sofa. You have to or, leave. Or or, or no, no, don't kill anybody. It's not a formality. It's really? a serious. But let thing. me ask you a question. Um, why? Uh, did, did, wasn't also part of the sofa that if troops did stay there, they'd be subject to Iraqi law. Well, no, there, there was a one thing that that was demanded was that these troops have to be have to be exempt from law, and they were saying no, no, have to be. So that was one of the, uh, and a lot of people at the time said, well, this was just a technicality. It is not a technicality. As I said, every place where the U.S. has troops, there is this exemption. That uh, I mean, not if somebody just goes out and murders someone, but say in the course of battle, if if, if they happen to accidentally kill some civilians, okay, well, uh, they, they don't get they don't something go to me, under trial because I'm those. confused. Talk to me like I'm an idiot, which would be really easy. Uh, <laughs> this the sofa. I mean, the first sofa I heard of was in 2008. So you said there was one. That was in the last. That was, that was the last sofa. That was the last. So sofa. when was the first sofa? It was a good movie title. The last, when, last sofa. When was the when was the first sofa? Whenever we first had troops in Iraq, but I don't. How does that work? If we're, I mean, we have a sofa for Germany, for South Korea, for Japan, for 
uh, we have you know we have troops but how almost are, almost who, who are we making this agreement with, with the we're... government and, it's, and if, in but... the case of iraq it was signed by the parliament that, that had to be ratified by the parliament by the uh, iraqi parliament when did this which was happen? in no position which was in no mood to have any u.s troops there whatsoever after this point which so is I, why I, there had to be and uh, the trade-off for signing it was to have as part of the deal that we're all out of there by the end of so how is this no, i'm not talking about 2000 i'm talking about the first so time we're, we're running out of time and okay. i want to talk about harvey weinstein ah. oh. oh you don't want to talk <laughs> talk about, about sofas <laughs> talk about sofa uh, just quick question what's the difference between the sofa and the geneva convention completely different yeah, what's the difference so why can't why can't we it's about the difference between harvey weinstein and iraq <laughs> no i know but why why? <laughs> why can we ignore one and not the other yeah exactly why can we no, no. Why the, can't, geneva why can't... the geneva convention prohibits like murder but that's different from you know you blow up a building and somebody's there you know something like that geneva convention ah, is, 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 okay. is, is, is where yeah. the civilized nations agree to what the rules we don't, of, we of treating war prisoners, we're, we're hey, treat prisoners. Of war. but we didn't and we the didn't sofa is, those, is the so terms that allow us to be in why don't we have to follow the no, sofa like no a lease uh. it's like in terms of well like what's going to happen if we leave our troops there? what are they going to do what could they do about it they couldn't do anything about us invading uh well, I mean, in other words, if somebody just said, no, screw you, we're keeping our troops here. And well, I don't understand the first sofa. We, we can invade the country. You. We can we... invade you, but we can't overstay the sofa. No, but we, <laughs> we invaded the country and removed the government. So no, who are we right. signing a sofa with? With, with a new government. That we put in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It that, sounds, yes, exactly. Sounds sort of. No, very, that was one problem with, you know, it's very rare. It's very rare that, uh, yeah, you, you invade a country and then things stay stable afterwards it, yeah. uh, it doesn't uh, usually work that way harvey weinstein harvey weinstein <laughs> d d I, I have some thoughts on it, but you guys have any, anybody have any burning well, thoughts about let's tony hear what you have to say what, you have a question Deepu, go ahead. uh i saw that yesterday it was revealed that uh, george h w bush mm. uh in 2014 uh mm -hmm. while are you taking us back to this again <laughs> no, ahead, no, 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 no oh was this revealed back then no when, it wasn't i just heard some this. actress uh there was some ceremony for some from actress back in the day and she and Apparently, President Bush groped her. With uh, Barbara standing right there. Right. Yeah, with Barbara standing right there. Kind of rolling Barbara her eyes like, as oh, if, oh, shit, not yeah. again. No, so my question yeah. would be, uh, how badly does this hurt his reputation? Well, he'll never work in this town again. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I find it hard to believe? I don't know. No, he, he, he apologized. I believe Ellie he apologized, apologized for a statement of apology. It. Well, he apologized uh, if he, you know, the, the phrasing was, if he happened to offend anybody. He, he grabbed he's her an ass. Old, so he's an was, old man. Yeah. You know, I, I got to read. Ellie Wiesel, who I really, I never liked. That guy. I really didn't. But, but uh, you know, he's accused yeah. of. Well, of I don't never like them. No. I mean, <laughs> Christopher Hitchens. Did I, did I send you that thing? Yeah, yeah, oh, did. my God. Christopher Hitchens tore him apart. Yeah. But he, he's accused of grabbing a girl's ass. I mean, who, Martin Luther King. Uh, this. Like well, like every like Trump said everything leads to the Jefferson Memorial with the, I think all roads are leading to Martin Luther King uh, that that worries me why because he was a serial adulterer yeah and, but that's the same thing as he was a, he was and, in a position of power he was betting girls two three he's having orgies well you know it could be the whole thing with Weinstein my wife Brooke Gladstone who's in the room right now and who will be on your show in a few weeks she she was saying the other day the party is over I mean there's a certain kind of behavior that men in a certain position have just without even much thinking of just assumed that they can get away with shit yeah. and this this may maybe it this might not be true anymore i hope i listen I maybe hope this stops. might not be true if everybody feels free that they can go talk to the new york times about this and the new york times will publish it which has not always been true 
then th- this this raises the bar on whether you're going to start groping. Uh, okay, this is this is what what made, it made me think of, which is not so much what Harvard Weinstein is the. And I spoke about this somewhere that um, we, I don't, our expressed human empathy is really manufactured and very much a product of a, of a herd <coughs> virtue signaling. And the reason is, let's take uh, Roman Polanski, mm-hmm. who raped three or four underage girls. And it was only like a few years ago that the same people who are in tears now, who it's self-evident to them that this is the worst thing that ever could happen to grown women who could walk right out of there. We're giving a man who did this to young children and drug them standing ovations. Now, what does that tell us about human beings? Well, not that many. He hasn't been able to come back to the country. No, that no but well, I'm talking about the and his Hol- last few movies have really sucked. No, I'm, 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 and, and, and no, that, I'm talking all, about the people in Hollywood. In They've Hollywood. kicked him out of the academy now, right? Yes. Why was well, it, it not? Is, it is. I why was it, it is, not self-evident to them? Well, I think it's hypocritical. Six years ago, it, it was to many of them, as we now know. Meryl Streep was was standing ovation. Well, put, then ho- she hates Trump. It's it. All I'm saying is that that um, it, you know, when you they see something, Harvey Weinstein. When you see something, like I remember when I saw Saddam Hussein being taken out of the spider hole. Is mm. that what you call it? Yep. I felt bad for him. It's like I said, what am I doing? I can't. Aww. But I did. no, you see, you see a human Poor being. Saddam. But this is the truth. You see a human being subjected to that, and you you have a visceral reaction. So you're feeling to it. bad about Harvey Weinstein? You, no. Did, did what you I'm not, saying did, is, when you don't see it, mm. when it, you just hear about it, it most people will not really be able to react to it like it's true. So they'll just they'll. Oh, they'll they'll that, explain that, and walk away from it. That's what Hollywood did with Roman Polanski. But somehow when somebody finally says, no, this is not right, and now that's that's the political correct position, now they're all jumping aboard, jumping aboard, and I think it's all it's all. Well, part bold. of it is... They didn't care. They the didn't, people in charge didn't care. Like the board members had to have known. His brother knew. You know, there is this rumor that his brother was the source of a lot of the yeah, documents. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a Shakespearean thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare was a famous. Oh, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll fill you in later. <laughs> I was talking to Tony. Go ahead. But, <laughs> but you know, it's not that it's political. It's that look, uh, you have to realize the kind of position that 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 Harvey Weinstein was in up to about three or five years ago. And there were some cases of women coming forth. They were sued. They were discredited. There were articles in the New York Post slamming them as sluts. I mean, you look at that and you say, and you're an aspiring actress, and you say. God, I don't want to get involved in that. I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. And so you don't say anything. But it is, I think it is kind of disgusting that, you know, uh, I mean, there, there were people making jokes about this. You know, at the, what, the yeah. 2013 so Academy followed, Awards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes yeah. to the five nominees for Best yeah. Actress. Congratulations, ladies. You no longer have to pretend you find Harvey Weinstein attractive. <laughs> so everybody knew about it. And... The only thing different now is that everybody knows about it. And so, you know, it's like, I'm shocked. I'm, yeah, I'm now, shocked there's gambling going on here. Now you know? that you're watching me react to it, I'm gonna kick now, him out. now I'm going to show you I really care. No one's I watching. Think, they don't, I don't really care. Uh, I'll, and, and, and but I think, I think from, but here's the difference. Wait, 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 and not to be partisan, what about Juanita Broderick? I mean, this was, who cared about that? I mean, it's it just, yeah. and I'm not trying to put it on Bill, I mean, but these were, this was clear, you yeah. know? It's like, people don't care. So go ahead. What were you well, say? I was just going to say, the where, where I agree with you, where I would disagree with you, see, I'm being balanced again. I'm being fair. <laughs> no, no, disagree. This is what gets me into the club for free. <laughs> so, but, but is that, I think this has gotten such high profile. I mean, people now see, oh, if I go tell on this, 
it's going to get me in the front page of, you know, if Leon Weaseltier gets gets booted out from from editing a magazine that he was about to come out with because people talked about his his harassing women when he was with the New Republic several years ago. I mean, how do you say his last name? I never know how to pronounce Weaseltier. It rhymes with oh. Weaselschmear. <laughs> so, but um, oh, now I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I think now that it's kind of known that oh, I might not be able to get away with this anymore. Yeah. I think it. I think this might actually have a, a kind of a, a pivotal cultural. Now, now, impact. And I have one other comment. I, I listen. I hope it does. No, nobody should interpret what I'm saying as one. I mean, I have a daughter, but even before I had a daughter, I actually always took this stuff kind of seriously. You know, I, I want people to be respected. Well, it's kind of good to hear that. I mean, I no, but I mean, like yeah. I've been in a position of power, and I and I always taking steps to make sure that the people who work for me didn't do this kind of thing. It's always been on my radar because I, because I know the risks. Mm -hmm. Um, But first of all, they mix everything together. There's accusations of rape. There's accusations of, you know, uh, uh, groping physical con. There's there's accusations of like Bill O'Reilly. Part of the thing of this $32 million was that he sent pornography, gay pornography. Well, that was just part of it. I mean, he sent gay pornography. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm saying is that, yeah. I, I don't know, if you're settling for $32 million, there's something. Was well, you know what, to pay let, for me, the let, me about, let me tell you about Bill O'Reilly, because this, this worries me. I, I'm, first of all, I'm very worried about the, the blood in the water in terms of people looking to sue. I've had some close calls with this kind of thing. One was a, um, a gay waiter who was constantly always fooling around with the guys in the kitchen, the Egyptian guys in the kitchen. Not and me, then, but and and he was he and he was and he was really um, he was really uh, showing uh, tolerance to this and almost contributing to it. Like he would put his hands on, you know, like really playing along with it. And then one day somebody said something over the line, and it was over the line. And then immediately you could tell he was looking to to sue. And I and I really had it, it was a very difficult thing to handle. And then another time, I had a a waiter who. Um, <clears throat> came on Halloween dressed as a woman. I thought he was just a, a gay waiter. He came on Halloween dressed as a woman. He'd always said he was gay, and then uh, and he was and then like a few months later, I saw him dressed as a woman again. And then the third time, I saw him dressed but as a woman. But not on Halloween. But, 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 but in all Halloween. fairness, he was pretty good looking woman. He, he was a beautiful woman. Uh-huh. And <laughs> and then uh, I went to him. I said, "Listen, I see you I see you dressed as a woman a lot. Is that the way you want to?" Dress because I don't care. You can come to work dressed as a woman. He says, really? You don't have to? Yeah. I said, come on. Like, what do I care? So he started, she started coming, whatever. He's, they started coming. <laughs> I, they started coming to work uh, dressed as a woman. And I, and I like this person very much. But then the people that had worked with her for all these years, they couldn't get used to her right. So they were still referring to her as him. How long ago was this? This is a year, like, yeah, year two, and a half ago, two, two years, years ago. ago. Still referring to him as him. It's before the pronoun thing became on the, and he was getting annoyed, and he wanted to talk to me about it. I don't like the way this, you know. And I said, "Oh shit, is this going to be so that?" And I managed to get get that one. Now, Bill O'Reilly, the first complaint with Angela Macris, I read that complaint, and I've talked about. It, I won't go into it again. I thought that was bullshit. I read that complaint. I read the court papers. I would have laughed that out of court. The stuff that she complained about, and, and I think I'll just tell. I've, I showed it to Steven and you kind of agreed with me. Um, it's shocking to me what is not reported about what she claimed. But you fast forward all the way to this one. Now they have a 15-year sexual relationship of some kind. 
and now whatever happened, it's $32 million. Now, if you lose a limb, you get like, what do we say, $150,000 mm-hmm. is the average claim on losing a limb. Ronald Goldman. Oh, but he settled for, it wasn't like a judge no, saying, no, you I'm, must pay her $32 million. No, I know, um, but I'm saying uh, Ronald Goldman uh, got $33 million, uh, uh, the father, for the death of, of Goldman, uh, for loss of life. What could have he put it what is this 32 million dollars but he's he made the settlement it's not like it was no i I, i'm getting that so so what so i what i'm what i don't want to make the mistake of doing is trying to understand what 32 million dollars means to him for a guy who could donate 32 million dollars to charity and well, we would say, well, here's the thing: he did get he did did get twenty five million dollars in a new contract yeah. with Fox immediately after. He's in the middle of a. So he di- gave up seven. Million. He's in the middle of a divorce. I he's thought, in the middle of. I hold on, Fox paid hold that. on. He's in, no. He's in no, the middle he of a. Pay, he's in the middle of a custody it. battle. He's a he's a public figure, and it's possible to me. So listen, I don't give a shit what it costs. I want this to go away. Thirty two million, and and because what what could he have done for fifteen years? The, the whole thing just, I, I just feel like once these settlements get out there and they know that you settle, mm-hmm. you are a target. I've had famous comedians, I don't want to say their names, but we all know them, who've been through divorces and whatever it is, tell me, you cannot get through a divorce without your wife saying that you abused your kids. And you know, and, and she he went through the list, he says, every famous person I know, when they get divorced, this is what is, is thrown at them. Paul, we believe who Bill Paul McCartney was accused of beating his one-legged wife by Heather Heather Mills. So I'm just very skeptical of all that. I'm not defending Bill O'Reilly. I don't know what he did, but I have to be honest. It's it's a lot less clear to me as what Harvey Weinstein did. Harvey Weinstein. It seems pretty clear. He's not even defending himself. I mean, you know, he's been over to Europe. You know, he's been through a kind of sexual harassment therapy. And uh, he's the, cured. the results were miraculous. <laughs> After one week, he's cured. But you know, McCartney, yeah. I mean, a lot of those Beatles songs are pretty violent. I mean, they really are. Especially run for your life if you can, little girl. That John. I used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart. Those are all John's songs. I'm just saying, when you hate somebody, you probably give him a fair shake. Exactly. Like, if Bill O'Reilly's divorce papers said that he beat her, we would all be repeating it like it's true. Paul McCartney's divorce papers say it. Oh, come on. Who are they who are they trying to kid? Because we because we love Paul McCartney, we hate Bill O'Reilly. That that's kind of my point. So I, the, to me the jury is out on what Bill O'Reilly did or didn't do. I think he's a creep. So it's easier to believe. Yeah, but I don't think, he, he, do I don't think he writes his books either. He, he has a but but mm. would he did he do something is that 32 million dollars representative of what he actually the horribleness of what he did, I'm somehow skeptical of that. Why did he give? Why did he give her ten million then? I think that this is a guy who just he can doesn't want to go to trial. Why? And I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm he can't lose any more. He lost thirty two yeah. million dollars. I think we should, we should. I'm just very worried about about people sniffing around to sue now. I yeah, mean, we should we should have like price tags for everything. <laughs> you know, thirty two, <laughs> fifteen, twenty. So you know exactly how much you're paying. What before. you're getting into? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just an idea for Noam. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So how many dinar would you be worth there? <laughs> Nobody's going to sue anybody back home. <laughs> I'd like, or move your business to the Middle East. Oh, yeah, I Let's I, see. I, I came up with a good analogy about immigration today. Did you see the email today? I thought it was pretty good. Where, where uh, <coughs> uh, A friend of ours was um, was talking about this New York Times piece. Of, uh, the, was it a girl who wrote it or who 
she took her father to the interview oh, yeah. to get papers yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. got deported. And the right. the guy who, who sent it to me was unsympathetic, surprisingly, to the girl. It's like, well, he came in. Why should he go in front of the line? It's not a conservative guy. Why should he go in front of the line? And I said, well, you know, you're right. But on you the said other, it wasn't exactly Solomon esque. Yeah, meaning that, yeah, but, yeah. but but there was a, there was a little lacking a certain wisdom there. And I said, like we've been we've been kind of winking to these people for years and years that that we think it's okay for you to come here. We won't even use the word illegal anymore. We have sanctuary cities. We're working on a bill to thing, and we need the labor. All these things. So then to start rounding them up and sending them back, it seems very very harsh. And I said it's kind of like with prostitution. You know, we all oh, and we never. And we never go after the employers, right? We never go after the employers. Like with prostitutes, we always go after the girls. We never go never after the, the Johns. Men. No, they go after the Johns. Oh, yeah. They used to print their John list when Giuliani was the mayor, right? <laughs> very seldom. Very seldom do you hear them going after the Johns. Well, they arrest and, them. And so, and, What's and that? Then, very seldom, and 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 I think that we we yeah, wanna, four times isn't seldom, okay? We have to have a lot of sympathy. For, oh, <laughs> so and and but he is right about one thing: is that in the end there is a bad precedent when the president or the executive branch, whatever, can start like finds that it's really okay to just not enforce the law. Just not. This is really Congress really needs to. Take care of this immigration problem. And you can fault the president or the executive all that, all you want for deporting people, whatever it is. I, I wish they wouldn't. But in the end, uh, what are we supposed to do? Just have presidents just, if if this particular law they don't agree with, well, well I'm not going to enforce always, that without, one. Without commenting on this, yeah. there's always, uh, <clears throat> in, the, in the hands of the Justice Department or a state or county attorney, a certain amount of discretion on yeah. what when you laws you Thirty million. How many illegals we have? I mean, I well, mean, that's the thing. How many? Yeah. If you're going to do start doing this, how yeah. many people you need to round them all up? And do you really want to round them up? No. And where do you draw the line? Do you draw the line? The kid has been here since, you know, he or she was age seven or seventeen. Is you deport the one who came when she was seventeen and leave the one who no. was seven? So that's one reason. And, and you mentioned labor is another one. You know. Why a lot of them said, well, you know, let's just uh, leave everything alone. So, so, so the Congress never... does, needs to stop being feckless. And I think, well, let them build the fucking wall, make whatever compromise you need to do. What? Who cares if there's a wall, really? And and legalize these people. Well, just give crazy. them residency. Just give them legal residency. Well, yeah, you have to give in, them one, in one way or another. We can't, I mean, yeah. you're not going to round them up. Well, you're you're not... asking Congress to do this? I'm just saying, it disturb, and they're not going to. Yeah. It's an imaginary but, Congress. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. The hypothetical Congress. They work A conceptual Congress. <laughs> yeah. Bernie Sanders has some blame. So go ahead. What? We're done. Was we're, we're, we're an hour. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We're done. I, what, I want to tell you, what? Were you, were you what happened when you were arrested? Did you get a phone call? I never got arrested. Who did you call? <laughs> I was very discreet. <laughs> I don't have any money to pay a prostitute. Are you crazy? <laughs> Jesus. I, 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 do you know anybody's ever been arrested for being a John? Do I know anybody's ever been arrested for being a John? Huh. You really? Have I, to I think don't know. About that, that? that have told me? I, I, I'm, you know, geez, I can barely remember where I live. There's a memory assisted living place they just built near where I live. And every time I drive by, it's like, one day I'm going to come home and they're going to be like, Sir, we told you you don't live here anymore. You live down the road now. <laughs> it's a one day. It's inevitable. All right, um, we're done. Anybody we're else, done. Anybody want to say, Fred? You want, want you, have yeah. a, you have a new book coming out or something? Uh, you know, I don't. 
Are you writing book, a book? Are you reading no, a book? No, I'm not writing it. For the first time in about a decade, I'm not writing a book because, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm writing more columns in Slate now. I'm doing two a week. And, you know, I, I think that uh, that's where I really should be focusing my, my energies now. You know, I don't want to like, come on the show. What are you doing, Fred? Oh, I'm, I'm writing a book about something really interesting that happened during the Kennedy administration. You know, I just don't think that's the time right now. I'm surprised nothing inspire you in this well, show. Well, oh, in the show? show. Well, yeah. maybe because yeah. we're very inspired. Yeah, that's you. true. I'll think about that. Yeah. Yeah. but maybe after this is this this chapter is over, you write something about Trump or something or, or something. Weinstein. Maybe. I mean, uh, probably not Weinstein. <laughs> there, there will be no more fascinating book than I can imagine to know what was really going on. Behind and there will oh, be, yeah. and there will be no higher quantity of books about uh, oh, Tillerson when he writes his book, book. That's no be I mean book. like you know Maggie <laughs> oh, Haberman I'm gonna buy that book she's mad Maggie Haberman they've already got a book contract I mean Noam uh, you've talked extensively about how in low regard the members of the Obama administration must have held him because all these books came out don't you see a cascade of books cascade coming of from books. Uh, administration officials now that wouldn't uh, surprise me. The thing about Obama is that they wrote them while he was still in office. That surprised me. <clears throat> that was unusual. Yeah, uh, and that and that to me meant just on a human level that they they didn't it not only wrote books about him but speeches, Panetta, you know, about the red line, rather than You're calling him up. You're talking about Panetta and Gates, basically. No, right? you know, with... with, well, but with Gates, first, are we done? Are we just well, we can, yakking? Well, we can... We can, we can talk. <laughs> We're still recording. Gates's book was not as critical of Obama as people think. He was very critical of the White House staff. But he would be talking about something, and then he would say, but in the end, President Obama made a rather shrewd decision on the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was mixed. Uh, the only thing that he criticized Obama for was lowering his budget the last year that he was in office when he said that he wouldn't. That was it. Actually, it's quite generous to Obama. Panetta, I mean, to be honest, Panetta worked at the CIA three days a week. His, his plane took him out to his home in California on Thursday nights and brought him back on Monday afternoon. I mean, really a terrible... He was first appointed by Obama to be Secretary of Defense on the notion that having been the budget director, he would put some discipline in the defense budget. He gets there and he, he, he goes native. The first thing he's there, he's saying, we're not going to cut a dime from the budget. And CIA, he was really not a good director. Uh, anytime anybody raised quite like one time I was told Hillary Clinton was asking some questions on whether a particular drone strike was, was justified. And he said, I don't work for you. You know, I mean, it was just, just a nasty piece of shit. Really. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, but uh, you know, there, uh, it is true though. I mean, the idea okay. of, of people like, like Woodward's books, both on Bush and Obama, while the president is still in office, um, it, that, that, that was a brand new thing. That was a brand new thing. Who wrote in his book? Uh, he concluded the president, quote, doesn't believe in his own strategy and doesn't consider the war to be his. For him, it's all about getting yeah, out. That was, that was in Gates's uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, so good. that was Gates. He about also said... He also said that Obama doesn't trust the military. He thinks that we're all, they're all against him. That, coming five pages after, he himself criticized the military for, for messing around with numbers and screwing around with things. I mean, it's, it's a curious book. He, it, he, he says, from what, I, from what I gleaned from it, he says that he don't, he, Obama's heart wasn't in it, which, which um, you know, you can weird. take that as a— But he's talking a, about Afghanistan. Yeah. You can yeah. take it as a mild well, critique. But that's because he gave, he gave, you know, when he made his decision to send uh, more troops into Afghanistan, it was after 10 big NSC meetings, 
called the main players into the Oval Office and said, okay, uh, here's the deal. Uh, can you guarantee me that if I do this for you, uh, that after 18 months, the, the Afghan army will, will be in the lead in, in, in a majority of provinces? They said, oh, yes, sir, absolutely, which they knew was not true. Yeah. And it was 18 months to the date, practically, that he decided to pull them out. So, you know, it was uh, no, I'm not trying to complicated. Yeah, I, but I'm making the human point with, <clears throat> that I've noticed that there is a there, there are relationships and and I, I we all have relationships with people. I have relationships with people. Uh, if you use my father as an example, would I ever go public with something that would embarrass my father? Mm-hmm. No, I would go to him personally. Would uh, would President Bush senior have gone public with something that would have embarrassed Ronald Reagan. No, it doesn't a, seem it's a it's a new phenomenon. Yeah. So it seemed to me something about the connection that Obama had with certain people who were close to him. Well, but it started with it started with the Woodward books on Bush. Well, how about the, what's his name? The but secretary, they, they, the no, Treasury well, Secretary, two layers wrote a book on Bush. Wait, there's two layers to that. There's what people will say, you know, to on, Woodward, on, on, to well, Woodward under oh, undercover, oh, and what they'll oh, actually oh, sign their name, oh, which is well, interesting to me. That's true too. That they didn't wait. What? Until yeah. wait another couple of years, till he was out of office, whatever. It just it just you know it it does say something hand, about the nature of their personal <laughs> relationship to me. But wait, wasn't Paul O'Neill the first one? That doesn't mean that Gates yeah, was wrong. That or or it doesn't mean that no. that Obama was but wrong. I think about this anything. says just, this is something about yeah. the nature of politics now, where there are no longer party structures. Uh, everybody is kind of a freelancer, even during the time that they're in government. Right. And now that you know what the market is, you, you're, you're queuing up, you're taking notes for the book contract. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a... Um, yet, yet another way things have, the, are not are, getting there better. There will be stories in the New York Times, you know, where like Maggie Haberman will write, this story is based on interviews with 21 officials, you know, and you're saying, holy shit, 21, 21 <laughs> officials talk about this, you know. Uh, they need to stop it. Whether you like it or not, it, it's, it's you know, this kind of thing wouldn't have happened a few presidents ago could you it's so trite to say but could you imagine like lincoln trying to fight the civil war with with this kind of social <laughs> well, excuse media? me uh wasn't some media but he, he was he was dealing with the with the cabinet many of whom were his political rivals and who didn't much like him there Salmon were conspiracy, there were conspiracy theories that chase connived with with uh, his assassination, which I don't think is true, just, but just still. the blunders, just the blunders that they had. Well, you know how how would he, he wouldn't be able to explain those away. Like we we we're so unforgiving now of our presidents. Uh, I've said it to have any kind of batting average. Like you're going to war. Mm. What are they going to bat a foul? There's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be problems. There's going to be Benghazi. That's like you know the, the only thing about Benghazi. I'm never going to finish. Never go. Was the only thing that bothered me about Benghazi was when she said to those parents, "It was that video. We're going to get the guy who made that video." Because that just was cold-blooded to me and, and clearly wasn't true. But as far as the mistakes that led to Benghazi, I mean, there's always going to be mistakes, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah. I mean, if, if there had been CNN during World War II, the Battle of the Bulge could have been a killer. You know, documenting, the, I mean, it was a huge setback. Remind me again, who won the Battle of the Bulge, Tony? Well, we the Bulgers. Been, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> which, which was the Battle of the Bulge? Well, I mean, it was this intense battle within the center of Europe and we eventually won it but it was it was hard fought and lots of people got killed and it was touch and go and uh, you know I mean you know the way I mean I remember once watching it was kind of interesting live coverage of the Iraq war and there was a shootout like on a street corner like you know one guy with a gun here and another guy with a gun there it was kind of interesting you don't see this on television very often 
and the, the CNN guy or whoever it was was saying, this is major combat. Well, this wasn't major <laughs> combat. You, know. you can see kids playing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching when Bernard Shaw, it's a dichotomy. Remember when he was drunk during the, during the first Gulf oh, War? Oh, the first Gulf War. Oh, he was a drug. I think he was just tired from being up on that. No, he was right? drunk. He was drunk. All right, ladies and gentlemen. He thanks. was? Yeah, what came out in, in the movie, he was clearly drunk when you he heard it, but yeah. then there was that movie made about that uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah. They, were drink, they thought they were going to die, and he was uh, oh. drinking. Well, that was All the right. first night of the bombing. Yeah, yeah, it was the first night of the bombing. All right, Fred, thank you very, oh, very much. Always a pleasure. Uh, thank you, uh, and and the rest of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else. <laughs> no, you, you, uh, uh, Debo, do you want to share the information? Uh, people can follow this show. Uh, email us at life for America at comedycellar dot com. Did you set that up yet? The email? No, I forgot. Oh, the oh. email? Yeah, comment. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I, d- new, I, did, I did set it up. There you go. That's a new thing. And then they can check out this show on YouTube, Live from America podcast on YouTube and iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere else podcasts are found. That's right. Fred, would you like to share your Twitter? It's really or? good to tell the people who are already uh, listening where they can find the show. It makes it. My, I'm, I'm at, at FM Kaplan. Okay. And I write for Slate twice a week on average. And uh, my book. Dark Territory, The Secret History of Cyber War is out in paperback. Excellent book. Oh, absolutely. I would have loved and I'm, a, and I'm available for public speaking. There you go. <laughs> and for uh, mitzvahs. I, will, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I wish I would have known that. Steven? I, I would have loved to talk about, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, Silk Road kid. Silk Road? Yeah, the, the kid who killed himself. Right. No, he didn't kill himself. He's in prison for oh. life without the possibility of parole. Uh, uh, why am I blanking out his name? What? What's his name? Why am I? Bo- no, they not Dread Pirate Roberts, but his real name. He's a twenty-eight-year-old kid. Oh, the kid who who uncovered the. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. What the hell's his name? What is they gave him life and in- Ross Albright. Yes, thank you, Albrecht. Yeah. Oh, thanks. If only there were a device. <laughs> All right, can, can, can we go? Yeah. Uh, China, China, Bria. At and the comedy on, cell. Oh, and okay. follow the comedy cell. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Happy, welcome back, Hot Tim. Thank you. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Seller and Rethink Production. 